Thank you for listening to this week's podcast from the Horsham Church of Christ. For more information, please visit our website at www.horsham.org.au. Let's pray together, shall we? God, we come even today to you with joy in our hearts. Joy because we have a God who loves us dearly. And today we want to remind ourselves again that we as people of faith can call on the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, that there is no higher authority and that is our God. And so today we want to say hallowed be your name. We want to honour you. We want to worship you. And today we want to draw closer to you, especially as times are difficult and uncertain. Today I want to say too, on behalf of my church family out there, God, we love you. We trust you. May our actions and reactions, our very lives, reflect for all to see that we have faith in the living God. Lord, we want our lives to honour you. And so today we join with the people of faith across Australia, even the world, to pray. And especially we want to pray for our leaders. I think of Mr Morrison. How good it is to have a, a Prime Minister who is a man of God. And we thank you for him. We think too of Mr Mr. Andrews, our Premier, and the other leaders as they make difficult decisions that dramatically affect our lives. We want to pray for them. We pray for wisdom for them. We pray for courage, and yet we pray for compassion for them and unity as they seek the very best for we as Australian citizens. Lord, too, for those who are working around the clock on a cure for this virus, we seek a blessing and we seek divine wisdom for them. Whether they recognise that or not, we pray for good things and, and good news that will come soon about this virus and we ask that soon there will be not an escalation but a rapid decline. God, too, we're just mindful of our missionary families. We, uh, we remember them as they serve on our behalf. We pray for fruitful ministry for them. And especially for Naomi Branacci over in Italy, we, we just think of her in lockdown at the moment. Uh, we pray, Lord, for your provision for her. You would keep her safe. You would keep her well. And we want to thank you for these words of hers when she said, you can't put the gospel in quarantine. And we ask that uh, uh, you would use her in a great way over there in Italy at this time. God, we, we just pray for ourselves too. We want to thank you that we can come to the living God and present our requests. And so we just pray that we would obey the rules as they are set out for us. We would care for each other. 
that our lives would show that we belong to you. And in trusting you, we ask that you would provide. And in all this, we want to say, blessed be the name of our God. Amen. Thanks to uh, Linda and Gary for uh, their participation in our service today. Um, and thanks uh, for you for joining us on our online experience. It's great to have you uh, with us again today. Uh, thank you for your feedback from our first attempt last week. Uh, wow, that was a ride. Uh, it continues to be a ride as we're still making some things up as we go, but with a great team of people again, uh, just pulling things together. It's uh, just been fantastic to hear the, and see the feedback and to see the, um, uh, the connection that we have um, you know, we're still learning some things about what this means and the influence that it has. Uh, so it's just a, a real opportunity for us, I believe, to really expand the kingdom of God. Just to give you an idea, uh, last week, throughout the week, we had over 6,300 views on YouTube. Now, I don't know if they watched the whole service or not, but people have shared it enough where we've got 6,000 views. We don't certainly have 6,000 people in our service here on Sunday, so... Already this has multiplied our congregation, but we still have some work to do and we're grateful that you are joining us this morning. Some of you I know are still in bed and again, as I said last week, you know who you are. Um, we're grateful that you... Yeah, maybe that's I'll stop that conversation. <laughs> We have lit a candle again this week. Uh, the candle reminds us that Jesus is with us as the light of the world. And if you'd like to have a candle lit, we'd encourage you to do that as well in preparation. You might not be able to this week, but if you join us next week, uh, you might like to have a candle lit just as a reminder that uh, we carry the light. We are the light of the world, those who follow Jesus. And we're invited to uh, be in the light and walk with the light as well. So we light a candle, remembering that we are with Jesus, Jesus with it is with us and we are with one another so and we carry the light of the kingdom i believe this week we have people uh, watching from spirit song in horsham we have people uh, joining us from the city heart church of christ in stall uh, we have people from the ararat olive branch uh, church of christ uh, and the conniver service and shared ministry uh, we want to say welcome to you uh, we're grateful that you've been able to join us as well and hope that you're encouraged and blessed in this time together uh, through this difficult time as well. Uh, we're going to be spending um, some time uh, in lamentation. So if you're using uh, the Bible, you might want to grab the old school Bible and open that up and uh, we'll work through lamentations uh, together. Uh, due to restrictions, you've noticed uh, we've changed the way of format our service. Uh, that doesn't change the intent of our time together. And we're really committed to thinking carefully and mindfully and prayerfully uh, about what God might want to do in us and through us this week. Um, and we'd invite you to make comment below. Uh, you can make comment on the YouTube comment space. Uh, I think there's live chat uh, to the right of your screen on YouTube there. There'll be a moderator there, so you can uh, make comments as you go. How about that? You'd be able to comment and talk during the message like you have never done before. Uh, so mindful that there's someone moderating it so uh, participate in that alternatively we'd love for you to send a photo or send a story uh, of what you've been involved in in your neighborhood how you've been blessing others how others have blessed you maybe how hard it is for you as well and some help that you need 
Or maybe you'd just like to send a prayer request. You can do that to uh, send that to life at horsham.org.au. Life at horsham.org.au. We've just sent that up uh, in the last couple of weeks to be able to engage with you a little bit differently. So, photos, prayer requests, stories, uh, we'd love to hear them and we'd love to continue partnering with you as well in that. Hey, can I just make a, a brief comment about giving? Uh, this is really difficult. I find this really tough. I feel a tension in this um, and I, uh, I struggle with it to some extent. But we have had a few people asking what we are doing with our giving through this time. I'm mindful too that if you're from the other churches, I'd really encourage you to consider this and talk about this with your local leadership so that you can continue to bless and encourage the local church through this time as well. And the local church continue to thrive and be built according to the patterns and the ways that God has in store for your community. Uh, more than anything in this, we want to cheer you on. More than anything, we want to stand with you. We want to recognise that it's tough and it's getting tough already. I'm mindful and I've heard stories and been in conversations with this, this week of people who uh, are losing work or have had their work suspended. Some have been had their pay reduced, some have lost hours. Um, this is really tough. Some business owners are exploring what it looks like to uh, keep their business viable so they don't have to um, reduce their staffing and have a business to come back to. So, man, um, I, uh, I feel the heaviness. I don't understand fully the challenges in that, but I felt the heaviness of those conversations this week. So, but we want to stand with you and I don't want to dismiss the challenges that we are facing in this. We understand that there will be cutbacks and maybe you need to make some cutbacks in your budget. Um, and that's also really difficult when we want to continue to support local businesses. Um, it's kind of tough challenges. So we want to encourage us in this, in our giving, to continue to be trusting God, putting Him first. I guess if our tithing and our support of our child sponsorship and mission partners uh, is the first thing that we cut, then maybe we're being motivated by fear more than our desire to bless God and honour God with the first of our tithe and our offering. So we'd really encourage you to think about that. Maybe you need to reduce it a little bit, uh, but I'd really encourage us as a church, I know I need to do it, to go and say, God, what is it, that, how you want us to contribute and continue to live faithfully and boldly and generously? So can we encourage you in that? Uh, we've um, put a, a giving uh, at horsham.org.au forward slash giving. Uh, you can look that up. Uh, that's there on the page. We also have uh, the new Generous app. If you download apps and you're into that, just look up Generous. And that's a new online, as easy as a couple of clicks on your phone. All the information's there. All the codes that you need for direct deposit and transfers uh, is all there. You can check that out. I know some of you are still dealing with cash as well and like to operate in cash. The best I can get is at this stage, you might still need to go to the bank if you're allowed out this week. Um, otherwise, you might have to rethink that. Uh, I really want to bless you and pray God's provision and blessing in the midst of that. Um, thanks for your understanding and your grace as well. All right, let's uh, pray and then let's get into some word. Uh, Father, we want to thank you for who you are. We want to thank you that you are the God who provides out of the heavenly realms. And that's a concept that we can't fully understand or comprehend, particularly in this current situation that we are a part of. Father, I want to pray your blessing over business owners. I want to pray your blessing and provision over those who have lost work, over those who have had reduced hours, over those who are uncertain of what this week holds. We ask your blessing and your provision in surprising ways 
in uh, miraculous ways, in kingdom-minded ways, Father, that we would continue to be open-hearted and open-handed towards what you might want to give us and how we can bless others with all that you have given us, recognising all that we have comes from you. Father, we want to uh, also thank you for this time of gathering around your word. We recognise we're in a tough season, but it's just so good to still gather around your word and recognise the freedom that we have in your word. We stand with so many throughout the world that don't have the same freedom. Uh, It is a real luxury to still be open up the scriptures and explore your word according to your grace and your goodness. We thank you for the testimony of so many who have gone before us. We thank you for the testimony of those who have spoken life and light into us. And we pray that as we open your word today, that we would be blessed, that we would be encouraged, that we would be refreshed and renewed, and our faith in you would be deepened. Uh, We come into this time uh, hungry for you, thirsting for a deeper relationship with you, and we look forward to what you reveal to us. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. So we're in week three of our series leading into Easter, our series called Battle Scars, uh, recognising that many of us are in battles and it's a constant kind of notion for us at the moment. I know that many, as we go into battles, uh, we think about the wounds that we carry. Uh, Battles, as a natural consequence, carry wounds. Uh, We are dealt wounds either by what we have done to other people or what other people have done to us or just by sheer life experience. And at the moment... I know many of us are feeling deeply wounded. It's hard to comprehend everything that is going on. It's hard to wrap our heads around it. It's difficult to understand how we will walk through it and what it means. And we feel a little bit lost, and that's a wound that we carry. There's disappointment, there's uncertainty, there's frustration, there's anxiety. All of those are wounds. Disappointment of things that we couldn't do. Disappointment of things that we would have liked to have done. Anxiety about what tomorrow will bring. I know that for me this last week, um, as I said and as I've shared on my social media pages, there were some extra layers about the challenge of this last week. I had a car accident on Monday and just because of the current situation in our community, uh, we weren't able to spend time with our mum and celebrating her 70th birthday. That creates some sadness. That leaves a mark. It leaves a wound. Our sense of normal has changed and I'm sure that we all feel it. Things that we once brushed aside, things that we might have even taped over, things that we might have even ignored, because, you know, it's not that big a thing, is it? All of a sudden feel a little bit heavier. All of a sudden feel a little bit weightier. And we find that disappointment and anxiety or things that once didn't bother us seem to hit us a little bit harder or things that we've rushed past in the past because we are too busy, we've got too much to do, all of a sudden seem to be rising back up within us, the wounds we carry as we go into battles. Now, because we are forced to slow down, to reconsider and to reconnect with ourselves as much as with one another, we discover these wounds of grief and this sadness that catch us off guard. And we're not completely sure what to do with it and if even we might be able to trust God with it. It's not very pleasant or enjoyable, is it? But true healing, friends, only comes in recognising and identifying the wounds that we carry. So I was drawn to read through Lamentations this week. Lamentations is a poem of lament, a poem of despair, a poem of grief, of crying out to God. 
It is a Hebrew poem, and it is worth taking time to read through it just to feel the weight of sadness and disappointment that the author carries and to wrestle with it as we feel the wounds of our community. Uh, Many believe, uh, scholars believe that it was written by Jeremiah. Jeremiah is known as the weeping prophet. Uh, And if you read uh, Jeremiah, um, man, he had had some battles and he faced some battles because of who he chose to be and the message he chose to proclaim to the people of Israel. So Lamentations. It's not just reflecting on a wound though um, and the sadness that one carries. This is a poem that... um, uh, of a a nation, it's a wound of a nation uh, as they've separated themselves from God, as they've broken the covenant that they have with God, as they've ignored the kind of boundaries that God has set in place for his people and the desire he has to be in a relationship of love with his people. Um, This this nation has moved directly away from God. They've they've what we've called uh, sinned against God because they've, they've cut him off, they've thought that they have known better about what life could be and how they could engage with it. And so because they've ignored his covenant, uh, there's a consequence of this that means that this nation has been overrun by a neighbouring tribe, a neighbouring nation, and has been decimated by them. Everything that they knew once has now been changed. Everything that they once valued and held onto as important is no more. Have a listen to some of these words. This grief affects the community. And I've just pulled out a selection. I'd encourage you to go and read Lamentations. It's only five chapters long, maybe in a half hour read. Um, and, but you can feel the weight and the burden of this author. How deserted lies the city, once so full of people. I mean, I opened this up and I thought, my goodness, I'm reading about Horsham. Um, all her people groan as they search for bread. Some of you got plenty of bread at home, while others are still going to the supermarket every day looking for it. Um, they search for bread. They barter their treasures for food to keep themselves alive. No one is near to comfort me. No one to restore my spirit. He goes on in other parts. The hearts of the people cry out to the Lord. I have been deprived of peace. I have forgotten what prosperity is. How the gold has lost its luster, the fine gold become dull. The sacred gems are scattered at every street corner. The idea here being that wealth means very little now, carries no weight. And what once we valued is no longer significant. This is the cry of a community, one who cries out on behalf of a community. He also... uh, understands that it affects their worship space. And that's something that churches are experiencing a great deal at the moment. He says, um, he has laid waste his dwelling like a garden. He has destroyed his place of meeting. The Lord has made Zion forget her appointed festivals and her Sabbaths. Uh, Zion being Jerusalem, the gathering place of God's people, central gathering place. The Lord has rejected his altar and abandoned his sanctuary. He has given the walls of her palaces into the hands of the enemy. I mean, this is a a community that's wondering, where do we go? What do we do? How do we worship? Who do we turn? Everything that we once knew is no more. What does life mean now? Have you ever felt like that? Some of us, I think, might be feeling like that now. There is also a deep sense of personal grief from the Lamentations. My groans are many and my heart is faint. My eyes fail from weeping and I am torment. I am in torment within. 
My heart is poured out on the ground because my people are destroyed, because children and infants faint in the streets of the city. This is a man who carried grief for his nation, for his people. He carried and felt the burden as he watched what was unravelling around him. How does one respond to wounds so deep, so much in despair? The writer goes on in other sections. um, He says, He has made my skin and my flesh grow old and has broken my bones. God has besieged me and surrounded me with bitterness and hardship. He has made me dwell in darkness like those long dead. There is a personal sadness and wound that this author carries. He goes on, too, to describe God uh, in, in various ways. Um, he says, God has swallowed up Israel. God is one without compassion. He describes God as a bear and as a lion that wait to tear us to pieces. I mean, wow, wow. The language of God, the language of how he cries out to God is just so vivid and so powerful And I wonder if we would cry out to God in this way. Do we feel safe enough to cry out to God in despair and say, God, I'm not sure who you are anymore. Can I still call you a God of compassion? I feel like you're waiting to tear me to pieces. And I know, I'm sure, there are many people who would think like this at the moment. This grief is raw. Would we speak of God like this? Do we believe God is even big enough to handle this kind of emotion. Sadly, I think many of us don't. We often shrink back. No, no, I'll be right. We'll get through it. The good old Aussie spirit. Uh, we push through it and we t- keep going. And yet, what if God was inviting us into something deeper and richer, even with our wounds that we might be carrying? This is a grief that Jeremiah, the lamentations, doesn't rush through. He stays in the grief and somehow he finds safety in his grief. He finds safety in the knowledge that God gives him some context and some boundaries in his grief and to his grief. I think uh, Jeremiah, uh, the author of Lamentations, understands this kind of uh, cry from the psalmist as well. When the psalmist says, I lift up my eyes to the mountains, where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. I imagine Jeremiah might be saying there, I lift up my eyes, I watch everything else that's happening around me. Where is my help going to come from? Where does my help come from? Well, there's only one and I've got to cry out to him like I have never done before. I don't fully understand it. I don't fully comprehend it. I'm not even sure if I'll get away with it, but I've got to let it out. I've got to let go of this junk somehow. And it seems that this is our greater challenge through many of the battles that we face. We seek to do everything else and we seek to have it all under control before we turn to God. We try so many other things before we go to God and say, God, I don't get you. I actually think we'd find a safer place if we went to God and said, God, I don't get you, I don't understand you. 
And yet so many of us spend so much time running around trying to build our own kind of kingdom, build our own kind of path forward. We are built to overcome. We are built to achieve and therefore we will just keep going until we can no longer go. And that's why depression is higher than it's ever been before. That's why burnout is higher than it's ever been before because we don't know what it is to sit in our wounds and know that God is in the midst of the battles with us. I know there are people praying that the virus will stop. I've been praying that the virus stops. But I think we want it to stop so that life can go back to the way that it was. The way things used to be. See, we have become our own gods. We want to create our own destinies. And yet, we are wounded. We are wounded. We are worn out from trying to prove ourselves. We are worn out from trying to be bigger and better, to have everything, whatever everything is. Because as soon as we have everything, there's more to have, there's more to chase after. We're worn out from trying to keep up. If you're this way inclined around social media, get that perfect shot. Make sure the light is just right. Make sure the smile is just right. Make sure we've got a clothes just right. Make sure it looks perfect so everyone looks like everyone else thinks we have it under control. We have become our own gods and we have become our own idols of adoration. And it's no wonder that we spend so much time trying to tape over the cracks, trying to hide away, make sure that we manage it. Don't let people notice too much, let alone let God notice too much. Because if someone notices, then who are we really? And are we accepted? So we tape over and we keep going and we can hide them for a short period of time until something out of our control, something like COVID-19, coronavirus, comes to us and we don't know where it's come from, we don't know how it's come, we don't know why it's spreading so fast and we can't stop it of our own accord, of our own strength. Sure, we'll have scientists find some cure for it and that'll be great and we should celebrate that. But at the moment, who knows? And we're not okay with that, are we? Because we can't control it. We can't manage it. So let me ask you a few questions. Do we really want things to go back to the way that they were? Do we really want to go back to feeling overwhelmed just because we've got so much work to do? Do we really want to go back to feeling like we're running around on a wheel? without getting very far? Do we really want to go back to feeling like we don't have much spare time in our worlds? Do we really want to go back to feeling like we don't have time to connect with our families, our friends, or now our neighbours? And I know that's got some challenges at the moment. Do we really want to go back to walking around and when people ask us, how are you going? We can say with pride that we're busy. Is that the kind of relationships we want to go back to? Is that the kind of world we want to be a part of? I don't know. I'm not sure it's the kind of world I want to go back to. And so I think it's worth asking again with the psalmist and with Jeremiah. Where do you look in your time of need? Where is your help? in time of trouble to who or to what are you turning 
I know we want solutions because we're used to having it at the click of a button. I can press a button, a PowerPoint slide changes. I can press a button, TV channel changes. I can switch 50 things on from a mobile phone if you're so inclined, if you're up that far with technology. We're just used to it. Part of the wanting solution now is because we want the freedom that we've been used to. We're disoriented, we've lost our sense of equilibrium. We carry wounds and sadness and all of a sudden in our own homes, in the quietness and stillness, all we have is our own thoughts. And maybe this is the most beautiful, sacred place where God begins to speak his love, his compassion, his grace. Where we find a safe place to express the deepness of our wounds, the deepness of our grief and our sadness. Can I suggest that in this time our hearts are yearning. Our hearts are crying out for something deeper. We are crying out for someone to know to know us. We are crying out for someone, anything, anyone that will hear us. Not because we want the crisis to be over, but to hear us. Hear the depths of our heart, the ache of our heart, the cry of our heart, the disappointment of our struggles. Things that we haven't grieved in the past. And we want to know, is there anybody there? Lamentations, Jeremiah gives us some help in this, I think. It's a brief help, and it doesn't immediately lift everyone out and fix everything. And I think that's often what we look for from God, and yet God works very differently. So have a listen to this from Lamentations 3. Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed, for his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. I say to myself, the Lord is my portion, therefore I will wait for him. The Lord is good to those whose hope is in him, to the one who seeks him. It is good to wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. Let him sit alone in silence, for the Lord has laid it on him. For no one is cast off by the Lord forever. Though he brings grief, he will show compassion. So great is his unfailing love, for he does not willingly bring affliction affliction, sorry, or grief to anyone. Let us examine our ways and test them. Let us return to the Lord. Let us lift up our hearts and our hands to God in heaven and say, we have sinned and rebelled and you have not forgiven. Wow. So what we discover in this is that the healing from our wounds takes some time. And that's perhaps the most uncomfortable place to be, to recognise that we have wounds, to recognise that we carry wounds, to recognise that we have walked away from God as God intended life to be with him and in him. And to find that he is a God of compassion and faithful, enduring love. So some things that I think these verses give us that move us to recognise our wounds, that move us towards healing. The first thing about healing is to know that we are wounded. (laughs) And then to recognise the wounds take some time for recovery. So the the writer of Lamentations, Jeremiah, he says in his poem that God is faithful and in his love we are not consumed. He also encourages people to realise that God is enough. He also encourages people to wait for him, 
to be in stillness with him, to hope in him, to take time to sit alone in quiet waiting. I just think these words are so incredibly fascinating and timely for our community, for our world today. We are in still a rush to get through this because we want life to go on as it once was and life is never as it once was. What would it look like, friends, to realise that God is faithful, compassionate, his love is enduring, his love means that we are not consumed and so we can wait in quietness and stillness for the whisper of his voice. To experience the depth and the power and the richness of his love. The, um, the version that I used in the reading earlier uh, said examine and test our ways. Other versions probe our ways. I mean that's, that's quite invasive when we think about being probing. Uh, in this time, in the quietness and the stillness, we have time to examine and probe, examine and test our ways. Is this an opportunity to bring our wounds before God, to examine and test what has brought us to this place? What has brought us here? What is it that I have done? What is it I have left undone? What is it that I have brought? What is it that others have brought against me that I still carry as a wound? And what does it look like in the midst of all this to be able to lift our hearts and our hands to the heavens and say, and say God, I have sinned and I have not yet known your forgiveness. It's ugly. It's not very comfortable. I think this is an invitation whether we are struggling through depression Relationship breakdown, financial struggles. This is true in this place where we're struggling to find our footing. Um, this is true um, as we recognise that family gatherings have changed. What is happening here? What are we being invited into? What are we being encouraged to discover? It's, tr it's as true as we've... Um, the invitation is as true now as it was when Jeremiah wrote it because we try so hard to hide ourselves from God. Even those people who have been in church their whole life would claim to follow Jesus, and yet we use the same language. Yeah, I'm doing fine. I'm doing great. And we're not always. And sometimes, you know, many of us have just got to get up and we keep going because we've got jobs to go to. We've got things to do. We've got crying babies to feed. Some of us still have that. Oh, man. What if this is an invitation to discover the beauty of being deeply honest with God before God. Because that's all that God has ever wanted. That we would know the depth of his love, the beauty and the wonder of his presence. He has revealed himself in many, many ways. I'm sure you can offer many testimonies to how God has revealed himself. He has revealed himself through the testimony of those who have gone before us. Maybe he's revealed himself to those who of you who are neighbours or family who have followed Jesus and passed on your testimony. He has revealed himself in coming in the form of Jesus. And isn't that the most deepest act, the deepest act of wanting to experience the depth of life with us? That God would come amongst us move into our neighbourhood, be a part of the mess, be a part of the wound.
while Lamentations reveals the freedom, the safety of expressing grief. It's an invitation that we might have the humility and the courage, I believe, to be open and honest before God. Would we have that kind of courage? Would we be that certain before God? Would we be that uncertain before God? (laughs) To say, I don't know, but in you I will trust. See, sometimes uh, the best that we can do is um, face up to where we are. And that's painful. And at times it can be pretty ugly. You know, it's like that kind of bawling your eyes out, wiping the snot off your nose kind of ugly. You know that moment when you've been crying that much that it's just coming out in multiple places you wish it would stop? That kind of ugly. And you know what? I hope in that moment you might experience the depth and the wonder of God's love for you. I hope in that moment of ugliness and truth and authenticity that you would know the beauty and the wonder of God who still accepts you and welcomes you and ministers to you and ministers to the depth of your wounds. This grief that we carry as a nation at the moment, these wounds that we carry, this uncertainty that we carry, it cannot be rushed through. We've been rushing for a couple of hundred years. And it's not working. What if in this time, God was actually inviting us into another way? A way that is safe. A way that is hard. But a way that will eventually bring us into true healing as we discover his love for us. As we discover a God who sees us, a God who welcomes us, a God who loves us, and a God who continues to accept us. And friends, all of this, everything that we talk about is an invitation to follow Jesus. An invitation to follow Jesus with our wounds. Not to have it all fixed up before we come to Jesus, but to know Jesus with our wounds. You might have clicked online today because you're used to gathering with us. You might have clicked online because you heard about us, because you've heard about the Horsham Church of Christ. You might have clicked online today because, man, you're desperate. And you need to know that there's some hope in the world. Um, And if you want to be a part of the community, um, we want to welcome you. We want to bless you. Maybe maybe you've clicked online today because you want to know if there's any hope despite the wounds that you carry and the depth of pain that you carry. You want to say, yes, there is. Yes, there is. And there is a God who loves you and welcomes you, accepts you and sees you. And if that's you today, you might like to simply kneel where you are. You might like to stand where you are. And you might like to cry out to God. You might like to lift up your hands and your head and your heart to the heavens and say, God, I'm sorry. I've forgotten. I've lost sight. Or God, I'm sorry. I haven't known who you are, but I want to know and discover more about who you are. I want to declare Jesus Christ as my Lord and Saviour so that you might speak into the depth of my wounds. We want to invite you to, um, into that place and to know God who loves you. Let, let's pray a prayer together and um, we uh, just want to bless you and encourage you in that. Father, we want to thank you right now for who you are. We want to thank you that you are a compassionate God, a God who sees, a God who is faithful, a God who is generous, a God who is far beyond anything that we have known or experienced or comprehend. 
Father, for those of us kneeling or standing right now or perhaps laying flat out on the floor because we've had an encounter with you, Father, we pray that uh, we want to declare Jesus Christ as our Lord and Saviour. We're sorry for the ways in which we've turned away from you. We're sorry for the ways in which we've ignored you. We want to come back to you. We want to align with you. We repent to be walking with you again. Uh, Holy Spirit, I pray that you would minister to each one who has heard this message today. That even in the depths of our wounds, we would know the depths of your love, of your acceptance for us. Thank you, Father, for who you are. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Thanks for being with us today, friends. Uh, If you've made a decision to follow Jesus, uh, if you want to be connected in some way, we'd love to hear about that decision. Uh, If you've declared Jesus as your Lord, maybe in the comments below on YouTube or in the chat as we've gone, uh, please um, email your details to us. Remember, email life at horsham.org.au and one of our team will seek to be in touch with you in some way in the next week. And we want to connect you into the faith community, but we want to connect you deeper and more richly into the ways of Jesus. Blessings, friends.